Hello friends, it's Jim Nance and it's my great pleasure to welcome you to Beyond the Clubhouse, a podcast hosted by my friend Garrett Johnston. He is a testament to one of the great things about this sport, the friendships that come from playing or even just talking about the game. And you're going to meet some of the characters that Garrett has gotten to know from this past decade plus that he's been covering the sport. You're going to hear from players, caddies, members of the media. You're going to get the storytelling, the golf news, the players' swing tips, and a whole lot of laughs. It's coming your way with this edition of Beyond the Clubhouse. Here's Garrett. All right, what's going on, guys? Got Denny McCarthy on the podcast this week. He's in his seventh year on the PGA Tour. I met Denny at U.S. Open qualifying. It was over in, in Maryland. He's from Maryland, from the DMV area, the D.C. metro area. And, yeah, he got through a couple times in 2016. Uh, I remember it was the first time I covered that event at Rockville. Um, and he got through that, that time he was in his younger 20s. He's 30 now, just turned 30. But anyway, so we met there in kind of the practice area and kind of got to know each other that way, seeing him on tour. Again, it's his seventh year on the PGA Tour. But yeah, he's a good player. He's actually never won on tour, as you may see in his record. But he took Victor Hovland to the limit. He took him to a playoff at Memorial at Jack's Place. Really came close to winning last year. And so we talk about you know what were some of his takeaways from that, what he learned about himself. Uh, but this is a guy that's got a lot of new changes in his life. He just got married in December. He lives down in Florida now. He's been there about eight years, really, since he's turned pro. But he's into the signature events because he played so well last year. He finished 33rd in the FedEx Cup. He's into his first Masters. Really, a lot of big things coming up on the horizon, a lot of changes for Denny McCarthy. So we kind of get into that. Like, what, what is he anticipating his first Masters? A lot of firsts coming up here. So big year, big opportunity for Denny McCarthy. So I wanted to have him on. And hope you guys enjoy it here. Denny McCarthy on Beyond the Clubhouse. All right, joined by Danny McCarthy, PGA Tour player, entering his seventh season already on the tour. And Danny, like when you hear seventh year, like is it kind of hard to believe you've been out here this long, or what are you thinking? Uh, it makes me feel old. Yeah, I'm. Uh, <laughs> my body feels feels like it at times. My body feels old, but yeah, it's, yeah, I'm no longer a young guy on tour. So yeah, it's been it's been a good ride. Um, it's crazy how how fast time flies. I mean, it's crazy to believe that I graduated Virginia uh, coming up on nine years now. Um, so it's uh, it's been a fun it's been a fun journey. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, I'm looking forward to continuing it. Uh, I think the journey's really only just begun, honestly, because I think um, I've gotten a lot better at golf, but I I, I think I can uh, I think there's still a lot of room for improvement. So I'm excited. Yeah, we'll we'll get on golf in just a minute. But speaking of a journey that just begun, you just got married to Samantha um, just what a month or so ago, back in where yeah. you guys live in in Florida. Like what? Yeah, you had mentioned to me off air that it was one of the funnest days or just funnest events you've ever been a part of. Like what? What was your takeaway? Like how, how was it so fun? Yeah, it was amazing. Um, obviously, just to have all of our closest family and friends together, um, you know, celebrating us was was very special. Um, we, uh, the, the weather cooperated the day before our wedding and the day after our wedding weren't so nice, but the day of our wedding, um, turned out pretty good. So we got a little lucky with the weather, um, especially cause there's a little bit of an outdoor component to it. So, um, yeah, we just, we, we had a blast. Sam, Sam did such a good job with the planners. Um, 
you know, her vision kind of came, came through and, um, the venue is beautiful. The, uh, the band was incredible. People are still talking about our band, uh, that we had. Um, and we had, you know, an after party after that. And it was, it was just so much fun. We had, uh, it was, it was, it was stressful leading up to it, but it was, it was nice. I felt like we were, we both were able to really enjoy our wedding. Um, and we had a blast. Yeah. It's a piece of advice. I remember I got in 2013, right before I got married, a friend of mine, uh, my friend, Jeff uh, Ritter mentioned like, Hey dude, you will never have another time in your life where so many people are together celebrating you. Like this is the, you know, this is as good as it's right. going to get. So, so soak up right. that part of it. It was his advice. Yeah. And, and uh, what did you make of for, for your perspective? Yeah. we Yeah. A hundred percent way. I got some similar advice, um, going into, going into the wedding. Um, Hey, try and try and, cherish it try and remember everything don't get don't get too drunk too early because you want it you want to remember it um and yeah we i feel like i've replayed it in my head a few times um since since that since that day just going through what happened and you know the sequence of events and um yeah it was just it was just so much fun yeah it's funny like um now that you've got a family guys obviously the two of you as a family was there ever any discussion on expectations uh like whether you guys were in your engagement time or or now since then because i know for me like expectations i remember we went to um a counselor kind of premarital counseling just to kind of like set the expectations and and they were asking me okay um my wife was asking okay how many years do we want to go before kids and i was like well i'm working on a career i'm looking at least 10 years yeah <laughs> she just, my wife and the counselor just laughed me out of the room and i was like hey so any kind of funny moments like that doesn't have to be just about kids but just about like travel anything that that has kind of like been funny for you guys um not nothing not exactly but um uh, you know we've communicated sam and i um a decent amount about you know certain timelines and when we'd like to have kids and um so we've definitely talked about that stuff i wouldn't say anything's been like you know funny obviously um you know i'd like to you know i'd like to focus on my 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 golf a little bit over the next year too um and, and I want her to be able to enjoy the travel aspect of it too. You know, she's, she's in real estate down here, but her job's uh, somewhat flexible where she's able to travel with me every now and then. So um, I want us to travel and, and enjoy, uh, you know, enjoy traveling and having fun. And um, you know, before we have to travel, travel with kids. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you, man. And, and like you said, you, over the years, you travel 30, 30 weeks a year. Like, you know, this has been, yeah. been the thing uh, coming off a career year, one of your best years, your best year you've had on tour. How are you assessing things in terms of just how you're feeling about the game and, and where you're progressing right now? Uh, yeah, everything feels good. Um, you know, I think this break in, in this fall, um, this past fall was, was really nice and much needed. Um, for me, I kind of ended the season on a, on a disappointing note. Um, I played well for, for most of the year and, um, had a few injuries kind of nagging me towards the end of the year. Um, I was forced to take a little bit of time off and, um, I just never really recaptured that form that I had, um, you know, in the middle of the year when I was playing some nice golf. Um, I just couldn't, I just couldn't quite recapture it. So, um, it was a little bit disappointing, but I know that uh, I know that I've gotten a lot better and I know that there's a lot of good golf in there. And um, this fall was important just to kind of 
take a break a little bit, um, focus on some things with my body, um, try and get healthier, trying to get stronger. Um, so, so towards the end of the year, I don't have uh, a breakdown. So, um, yeah, I've done, I did a lot this fall to kind of prepare for this season. I haven't gotten off to, I didn't play great the first couple events, didn't get off to the start that I, I wanted to, but, um, kind of went back to the drawing board this, these last two weeks, um, and just kind of tried to simplify it a little more just to clear my mind. And so I can just go, go, go play golf. Um, so I've been, uh, I've been happy with, I, I think I've gotten a lot better. I just need to go, you know, show that in the tournament now. Yeah. Well, and, and your coach, uh, Brian Cregan, right? Yeah. When you guys look at like what you're trying to work on and, and make incremental improvements on, like what, what tends to be the focus when you're looking at stats or you're looking at improvement? Um, we don't, I mean, we look at stats, but we're not obsessed over it. I think just, um, coming up with a little bit more of a repetitive motion where, um, where, you know, I'm not at, at times when my body doesn't move well, um, then I, the state, the club face becomes a little bit more unstable. And so under the gun, if I'm not moving exactly how I want to be, um, then it's a little more timing based, which can, you know, can get off when, when you're under pressure. So just trying to really, um, move my body well. And when I do that, the club face, uh, stays really stable and I'm able to hit, um, I'm able to hit exactly how I want it to very straight. So that helps, um, when you're playing these big tournaments and, you know, these difficult places where you got to be precise and under the gun, you got to hit pressure pack shots and you gotta, you gotta deliver. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to just, you know, I've done a lot of things in the gym to make my, to make myself stronger, move better in my golf swing and in turn promote a, a really stable club face to, um, basically be able to, to just kind of hit any shot I want to at any, at any given time. Sometimes, um, when my body's not moving on, like I alluded to, or I get maybe a little too fast or excited, um, things get a little out of whack and then it becomes a little more timing based in my swing, um, where I need to maybe use my hands a little more. So even though I do have good hands and it works sometimes trying to, you know, trying to take my hands out of it and make it more. So, um, it's a very body driven, uh, body driven swing and, and promoting a club, stable club face. Yeah. Um, we were talking about under the gun a second ago, right? And just the importance of like playing under pressure. What do you, what do you learn from yourself from that experience at Memorial? I know there you're standing on the 18th hole, a par would have gotten the win, but you know, you still got to a playoff. It, it was really as close a call as you could ask for. Like what would what, you take away? Um, yeah, that was a, I had a, I had a blast, you know, I, that was a lot of fun. Obviously it's a big tournament and you know, I had a great chance to win. Um, I had, I had a lot of fun that day. I played really well for most of the day. Um, there, I didn't play my best. I mean, I, I still gave myself a chance to win when I didn't really feel like I played my best, which is a good sign. Um, you know, my, my putter kind of bailed me out. I, I putted really well all week and especially on Saturday, Sunday. Um, I didn't hit it exactly how I wanted to, but I hit it good enough to give myself a chance. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I hadn't made a bogey in a long time. I don't think 18 is a hard hole. I mean, the, with the firm fairways and how it's tilted, it's a very small target. Um, and I just didn't didn't hit a great tee shot. Um, 
and got probably my worst lie of the week. Couldn't even advance it up around the green. So it was, uh, it was tough. I mean, it was like all of a sudden I had to make par to win. And then all of a sudden I had to make a five footer for bogey to go into a playoff. And that, that can happen pretty quickly out at a place like uh, Muirfield village. Um, and it just didn't happen to me for, it was all of a sudden I hadn't, hadn't made a bogey. And then all of a sudden I've got a five or six footer for bogey to get into the playoff. It was a little bit of like a, okay, let's, uh, let's, let's knock this in at least give myself a, 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 a chance here. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot about myself. I learned that I can handle the big moment and I was really comfortable. Um, felt like it was, you know, my tournament to win. Um, but you know, I keep putting myself in those situations. I'll knock the door down. Yeah. And being Jack's place, did you get have a conversation at all with Jack or did you see him um after after you were done with the playoff? Uh just the handshake off off of eighteen green. Um I think there's a, a clip of it that the tour posted of just that, you know, five, ten seconds of, of me talking to him. Um, but you know, he just said he just said great plan. Um and you know, I told him I, I think I told him I'll I'll be back. So I've 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 got a good track record there. I've played well out there over the last few years, so It'd obviously be a great tournament to win, um, and I'd be honored uh, if I had that opportunity again. And obviously, you made a good run, so I'm sure some good things, uh, you can get from that. Um, thing that I would looked at for a year like last year, you know, you got a phone call from Zach Johnson. You made a push for the Ryder Cup. You ended up 14th, but at least getting a call. I mean, that's got to give you some, some positive takeaways to to some degree, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I. Listen, I figured I I probably hadn't done enough towards the end of the year. I wasn't, uh, I think everyone in the top 20 or 25 in the points probably got a call or at least top 20. Um, and like I said, I mean, I, I knew that phone call was coming. And I knew it was probably going to be, you know, you're not going to be on the team. Um, I felt like I hadn't really done enough. It was, you know, kind of going back. That's this, that's why this past year was so disappointing. I had a, you know, uh, there was obviously a lot of great stuff. I don't want to say this, the whole year was disappointing. Just the finish to the year was disappointing. Um, just, you know, fighting, fighting an injury or two. And then, um, you know, there was just, there was a lot on the line and I, and I didn't, uh, I didn't come through and finish the year how I wanted to, um, just missed out on Eastlake. Um, if I finish a little stronger, I probably have a better chance of maybe making that team. Um, maybe not. I, I don't know. Um, I, I probably wouldn't have gotten, uh, I don't, I probably wouldn't have qualified, but, and I, and I don't know if I would have gotten a pick or not, if I was say 10, 11, 12, I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it, it stung finishing the way I, I did because I knew it probably meant no Ryder cup. It meant no East Lake. Um, it, so it was, you know, obviously it was still a great year. Um, but I, I, I hope I never feel like that again, finishing a year. <laughs> yeah. And the injury, it was during the time of the British open, right? Wasn't it like back issues yeah, that you had, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. So I had a, uh, um, yeah, kind of a, a back issue, a, a disc, a disc kind of a minor disc bulge, um, in my low back. Um, and it, yeah, it flared up at, at the British open and I probably shouldn't have played. I tried to, I tried to play there. I probably shouldn't have, um, but I was, it was my first British Open. I was I was already all, all over there, and doctors said I probably wasn't going to make it worse. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to try and play. Uh, but it's hard to play golf with a back injury when you're guiding guiding against it most of the time. Um, but yeah, it was 
you know, unfortunate timing, but you know, that's, that's part of the game. It's part of a career. It's part of, it's just, that's just part of it. So um, I moved past it well, and, you know, I've, I've taken the right steps to, you know, ensure that hopefully it doesn't happen again. For sure, man. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. a big event. The uh, first time in that major that you, you were playing uh, another big event, the signature events, obviously when we look at the, at the season here, but we got Pebble beach next week, a signature event, and it doesn't have MPCC. They took that out of the rotation. Now, that's, of course, that sometimes greens, uh, you know, you've had a, a, a bad day once uh, out there. So, yeah, overall, like you got to be what are your thoughts on this new Pebble Beach? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I love Pebble. It's one of my it's one of my favorite places in the world. Um, I, I took it. A, I took it off for a few years in the middle of this seven year career stretch so far. <laughs> um, and I've, I've played it. I've played it the last few years and I, I'm like, man, I can't believe I even, I, I took this event off. It's such a, it's such a fun event um, with the pro-am aspect. Obviously there's a lot of cool people you meet, um, a lot of good connections. Um, obviously you get to play Pebble Beach and Spyglass and so two amazing courses. It's hard to be in a bad mood walking around Pebble playing golf. It's just, it's such a special place. And you know, I really like it too. I mean, I think it's, I think it's good for me and, I've played well there the last few years, so I'm looking forward to just another good trip out to Pebble Beach. Yeah, well, and you mentioned you know, there's a lot of different people we meet because of the Pro-Am. Is there like a story that comes to mind, like one of your favorite kind of experiences during a Pebble Beach week, um, running into celebrities or just, just overall just on, on that property? Um, yeah, I think just – you know, it's kind of hollowed grounds and, and then you got all these celebrities and athletes walking on there. I don't think nothing really comes to no, nothing jumps right to my, to the front of my head, but um, just a bunch of glimpses. I feel like of, you know, I'm trying to picture a bunch of, you know, a bunch of the people I've seen there. Um, it's just, it's just really cool. I mean, everyone, it seems like a lot of the, you know, the AMs, the celebrities, you know, they, they, they like it just as much as we do being there. Um, they think it's just as cool. They think, they think that we're like, we're famous in a way, but <laughs> I don't, I don't really see it that way. I see them as, as obviously being, um, as famous, but they, you know, they love being a part of the event. How could you not? You're playing, you're playing Pebble beach, uh, for a couple of days and the wet, at least the weather, at least the years I took it off, the weather was terrible. The years that I've played it, the weather has been nice. So knock, knock on wood. Hopefully it's good weather again this year. Yeah. And just the overall um, big events, the, the signature events, like how much are you looking forward to kind of just, just this, this opportunity? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you're, they're big events, they're big purses with, with the best players in the world. And um, you know, that's what, you know, you know, having a the good year I did last year, that's, that this is their reward. I get, I get to, uh, you know, finishing top 50 in the FedEx cup. You get to play in all these, um, big purse limited field events with the best players in the world. And, um, you know, that's what that's, those are the tournaments you want to be, you want to be playing and you want to, um, you want to play well in them. You want to see how your game stacks up against, you know, the, the, the top, top guys. And, um, you know, it's fun. It's, it's fun competing and like, you know, it feels like they're almost like many, many majors in a way. Um, so I like playing, I like playing challenging golf courses with the best fields and seeing who comes out on top. It's, uh, you know, golf, such a funny game. It's like, you know, anyone can win any given week, obviously, uh, you know, there's, you know, the top, 
five or 10 favorites here and there in the world that are, you know, that are always playing well, but it's fun to try and compete and, you know, and take them down. So um, that's, uh, that's what I'm going to try and do here in, in some of these events. Yeah. And, and speaking of big events and getting a chance to play the best in the world, this is going to be your first masters coming up. You got through, you're going to, you're going to play Augusta for the first time. You, uh, you had mentioned in the past that you've avoided going there as a patron because you want to obviously play as a player. What right. was the anticipation? You, you get the invite in the mail. We see it all over Twitter. We see it all over social media, but when you get the invite, knowing how much blood, sweat and tears you put into this to get into the masters, you get that invite. What was that anticipation like uh, for that to come in the mail? Yeah, it was pretty cool. It's funny how it happened. It was, uh, it was like shortly after our wedding and we had been getting a bunch of boxes from, uh, you know, wedding registry presents, wedding gifts from, you know, our guests. And, uh, you know, we made dinner one night, Sam was like, I'll clean up the kitchen. And I was like, okay, I'll go break down all the boxes for, for trash day. And, uh, <laughs> like breaking down all these boxes and I'll, I see one on the, on the counter and looked, looked on opened. And I looked at it, I was like, it's, Oh, it's from Augusta national golf club. Um, so, uh, I, I knew what it was. So I, I obviously stopped, uh, you know, unpacking or, you know, breaking down the boxes, brought it into the kitchen. Um, and, uh, Sam, she took a video of me opening it. Um, we sent it to like my family and her family and, um, you know, family group chat. And, uh, it's, I mean, obviously amazing. It's been, I knew it was coming. I just didn't, uh, I didn't know when exactly. Um, and so it was a nice little early Christmas present. Um, pretty good week. Wedding got the, um, got the master's invite Christmas. It was, uh, it was a pretty good little Christmas present. Um, yeah, the, the invitation, the envelope, everything about it is just, is so cool. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna get it framed here, um, at some point and put it in our, my little golf room that I have. Yeah, you got to. I mean, that's, that's a memorabilia. That's that's huge. Yeah. And, and yeah. Um, I, I, specifically Augusta National, like what kinds of things are you really looking forward to about getting to the property um, out there? Tournament yeah, week? I think just kind of comparing, you know, obviously we've all seen, you know, Augusta on TV and it's like we, we know the holes. Um, so <sighs> obviously comparing, you know, what I have in my head of what, it, what certain things do on certain holes and, and then what it actually looks like in reality. Right. So it's like, we, we have an idea of, of what it looks like. Um, but I've heard it's just, it's, it's crazier in person, like the, the hills and the lies and the fairway, there's way more undulation and slope. Um, there's not that many flat lies. Um, obviously on TV, we see these balls just trickling and rolling. Um, and you hear people like, yeah, that slope is massive. Like at the TV, you can, you can hardly see it on TV, but that slope's massive. So I think just kind of comparing in my head, uh, you know, what I've seen on TV throughout the years. And then once I, you know, first get there and I'm sure the first look's going to be pretty eye opening. um, you know, how big some of these slopes are and how undulating it really is. Um, so I, I guess I'm just excited to kind of start picking the course apart using my golf brain to, um, you know, start coming up with a, a, a game plan and, you know, start mapping out the greens in my, in my head, if you will. Yeah. And obviously like for you, green reading is something that you've always pointed to as being one of the big strengths for you as to why you're, you're such a good putter. What are you looking forward to about that challenge for Augusta? 
Yeah, I think I'm going to need to, I think I'm going to need to get some rounds under my belt. It's, it seems like, um, course knowledge is very important there. And obviously I don't have any of it really. <laughs> um, so I, you know, I, I plan on making a couple scouting trips before the, the actual tournament week. So I'd, I'd like to play it, you know, four or five times before, um, the week before the week actually, um, starts just uh just so i have a really good idea just so i'm not surprised by anything um i want to feel like i know the course and that i've played it multiple times so um i'm sure i'll um get some good work in when i when i get there you know hit some you know probably hit some of the famous putts that you know people have you know winners and you know guys have had over the years and um you know maybe if I don't know how it works, but, you know, local caddy, you know, he'll have me maybe hit some putts here and there, here, hit this putt, this, this does this. Many people think it does this, but it does this. Um, so I guess I'm just trying, uh, I'm looking forward to the challenge of, um, cause that's a lot of, I've, I've heard it's, it's hard to, sometimes it's hard to see things out there. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of getting those tricky putts that, that prep work and, um, you know, obviously it's hard to hit every single putt on, on, on the greens, but I'm going to try and, I'm going to try and hit as many as I can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is there a couple favorite memories watching it growing up that, that come to mind? Um, obviously like first one that comes to mind is the, the tiger tiger chip in on 16. Um, I remember I've watched that up at Ar Argyle country club where I grew up. <laughs> And then I remember, I remember, uh, him doing that. And then I went back out. I was like, Oh, he's going to win. Um, and then he actually bogeyed 17, 18. So right. he chipped in, had a two shot lead and then he bogeyed 17, 18 and then he birdied 18 in the playoff. Um, um, that one, that one stands out. They all, they're, they all kind of run to, they all run together. Obviously there's all, there's many different winners, but they all, you know, Jordan, I remember watching Jordan, um, win in 2015 yep yeah because we were you know we were the same high school class and I remember being at UVA my my last year um you know watching that and thinking how cool that was I was just playing with this guy in college amateur events and yeah. here he is on Sunday I'm here I here I am you know hung over Sunday afternoon <laughs> and and he, here he is winning the masters uh so it was, uh, and it was a little deflating, <laughs> but also, also, also very, uh, very inspiring and, and motivating at the same time. Um, just cause, um, you know, like, you know, I remember thinking, you know, I, I've, I've beat him before I've beat him in many tournaments. Um, here he is winning the masters, you know, that could be me someday. So, um, we'll see, but, uh, the first first time around would would be pretty magical. That would be pretty sweet um, if I were able to lift the hoist the the green jacket on around my arms. Um, but I think I need. I think I have a lot of prep work to do um, between now and that moment. Maybe. Yeah, you think February will be your first uh, practice round out there? Uh, yeah, so I'm playing these last three of the West Coast Pebble Waste Rib, and then. I'm thinking I'm going to go before uh, the Florida swing starts. So it goes Pebble Waste Rib and then it goes Mexico. I don't think I'm, I'm not playing Mexico. Um, and I'm going to try and go maybe in that week um, and play a couple times. So um, not finalized yet, but in, in the process of being finalized.
Yeah, no, that's gonna be exciting, man. And uh, you mentioned uh, one of your peers at one point, obviously Jordan Spieth from that class of 2011. I want to ask about some other peers too. Like you, you obviously pair with uh, Joel Damon had a top 11. Yeah, there Zurich. What's the story about Joel Damon that, that that golf fans would 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 really you know laugh at and enjoy? I mean, he's such a personality, man. Ah, uh, yeah, he's 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 a beauty. Um, there's only one Joel, and there's only one Gino. <laughs> Um, and they're, they're, they're awesome to be around. I love, I love spending time with those guys. They're, uh, they're so easy to be around. That team event is, is a lot of fun, especially when you play with them. Like they're just so easy going and relaxed. Um, it just makes for an easy partnership. He, uh, the, the first time I actually played with him, I was, a it was my first year on tour. I was first alternate. I wasn't into the event and, um, I think uh, Martin Piller, his wife went into labor and he had to withdraw and that was Joel's partner. And so I was then paired with Joel um, and we got paired with John Daly and Rory Sabatini uh, was our group. It was me and Joel and John Daly and Rory Sabatini and those, you know, John Daly and Rory Sabatini are, they're riots. Um, That was, that was really fun um, playing with them. Um, But I remember Joel being like, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, okay, we got to, we got to like game plan strategize. Like, uh, you know, what, 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 what ball do you want to play on the alternate shot day? And Joel goes, doesn't matter. I'll, I'll play your ball. I'm like, well, don't you, don't you want to know what ball I play? I'm like, no, nah, I don't really care. I'm like, I'm like, man, this guy's, this guy's awesome. Like he doesn't, he doesn't give a shit. Um, I knew him a little bit leading, leading into that, but we became pretty good friends after we played that week. And then I'm just like, so what, what do you think? Do you want to play odds or evens? And he was like, whatever, what, whichever one you want to do, it doesn't matter to me. And so like, I couldn't ask, couldn't have asked for a, uh, uh, you know, more easygoing partner. I will say I would have liked some more like, like I, th- I, I think you should do this and, and I'll do this because, you know, you know, I drive it better than you. So, so I should be hitting these tee shots. Uh, but there is none of that with Joel. You just, you, you get to pick what you want to do when you're, when you're Joel's partner, which is, which is nice in a way you get to, if there's certain shots you don't like on certain holes, then you're like, ah, yeah, I don't want to play these holes. You can, you can play, you can hit these tough part three shots over, over water. (laughs) (sighs) Um, but yeah, he's, I don't, I don't know about a specific story. I've had a couple nights out with Joel where we've had some fun, um he's just he's great to be around that's why uh we make a good team he's very easy going um and so the same with gino they're just they're fun to be around um i don't know if i'm playing that event this year or not but um whoever's joel's partner is is a lucky guy (laughs) (laughs) right well another player that you seem to have gotten to know a bit over the years is because of your names are so similar and you be in similar parts of the locker room is is roy mcelroy um you know, for, I don't know, for golf fans at, at home that watch him, I mean, we, we see him at the big events, but, you know, it, it, would there be from over the years a story that comes to mind uh, with him, either just a funny story or just something uh, something memorable you guys did together? Um, we've had, yeah, we've had a handful of conversations. He's very, he's he's great. He's very easy to talk to. Um, he's very approachable. And we've, we've run into each other many times at each other's lockers. Um, we've talked, uh, you know, my dad's been to a few golf trips in Ireland and I've been fortunate to have a nice golf trip to Ireland. And so we've talked, um, we've talked a decent amount about golf in Ireland. And, you know, I remember my dad was playing Royal County down. Um, and I remember 
the day he was playing. I think it was at uh, actually I don't know what tournament it was, but I I remember you know seeing Rory that day, and I was like, hey, my my dad's playing uh, Royal County down today, and Rory was just like, oh. He's like, that's my favorite place in the world. That's that's the best. <laughs> like that that place is unbelievable. I was like, yeah, I've never played it. I've heard I've heard really good things. Um, I'm jealous of my dad right now. He was like, you should be. It's 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 an it's a spectacular place. And I was like, man, I kind of wish I was. I can't even remember what tournament that was at. I was like, man, I kind of wish I was playing that place now. Uh, Royal County down that is. Um, and we've had a couple times where. There's not, you know, usually you have like a full length locker and his is next to mine. We've had a couple of times where somebody's on the top and somebody's on the bottom. Um, and so I, I think I joked with him one time he was on the bottom. And so he has to like bend down and like I was on the top. And I was like, yeah, they they said I was just a half inch taller than you. So they gave me the top one and they gave you the bottom one. <laughs> um, How do you respond but, to that? Uh, uh, he was like, oh, yeah, is that what it is? <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it, it's, that's, that's more so credit to him. Cause you know, we're like the same size and he hits it 40 yards farther than me. Um, it's pretty crazy what he's able to do, um, to generate speed and hit the ball like he does. Cause it's, there's, I've played with him a couple of times. There's not many people that, that move and hit a golf ball as, as gracefully as he does. Um, he was, he's, he was meant to play golf and be really, really good at it because he's, He's very impressive every time I every time I play with him. Um, the control, um, the ability to hit it really high drives it great. I, I've been impressed with his short game and putting when I when I've played with him. I, I think he's, I think he's very good, and obviously he's a great ambassador for the game. Also, yeah, and I know you guys played a match there in Austin as well uh, last year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a lot of fun. Um, you know, to go, you know head to head with him and, you know, have a chance to beat him was a lot of fun. Um, I didn't, I, we both didn't really make that much that day. Honestly, we, we both had opportunities to make some putts and, you know, take, you know, take a stranglehold on the match and neither of us really did it. And so it was just kind of, we were just hanging around all the way until, you know, he was one up through 17 and then obviously hit that drive on 18 that I now have to, that I now have to see on, you know, golf channel and social media all the time now. Um, at least I can say, I was like, Oh, Hey, I'm standing right next to him on that tee box. That was, that was against me. Um, I remember the camera guy when he hit that tee shot, we could hear like a faint cheering. We couldn't because it was faint because we were 400 yards away. So like there were still a lot of people, but you could barely hear it because it was so far away. Um, and I remember the camera guy, that was on the tee box being like, holy shit. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, Oh man, that can't, that can't be a good, holy shit for me. That's gotta be a, uh, that's gotta be a good, holy shit for him. Um, and then like one of the camera guys, like up 50 yards ahead on the tee box just goes like that, like, like he stuffed it. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So I can't win the match now pretty much. I need to make a hole in one here. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. Similar type of, you know, I like, being in that environment, I came, I came out, you know, I was a little, I was a little nervous, but a good nervous, um, kind of a, a nervous that gets me hyper-focused. Um, and you know, I came out, I remember I came out playing really well. I really played well most of the day. I just didn't, um, I made a couple nice putts early and I just, I didn't make anything the rest of the day. Um, 
So he he gave me an opportunity to take the match, and I just I just didn't take it. And if you let someone like him hang around, um, you know, I, I I gave him too many opportunities. Um, but that was that was a lot of fun to be a part of. I like I I remember when I when I drew that group, I was like I was like, man, this is gonna be awesome. This is gonna be a lot of fun. Um, and I had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, Dude, it's oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, no, I was gonna say it's it's too bad that that's going away because that's a, that's a really fun event. Um, I don't, I hopefully it comes back to the schedule. Yeah. That, that is a bummer. That's going away. Obviously schedule changes with the tour, uh, not having, having that event, but it's funny. We talk about Joel Dame and we talk about Roy McElroy who are a couple of the best trash talkers on tour when you're out there. That's a good question. I stay in a lot of houses with, with some of the Georgia guys and, and sea Island guys. So we're always we're always giving each other shit here and there, whether it's at the house or at the golf course, but that's been a good, that's been a good crew um, to hang around. It's, it's a nice way to kind of break up, you know, staying in a hotel room, staying in a house. Um, I feel like early on in my career, I stayed in a lot of hotel rooms and that can get a little lonely if we're doing the same thing each week. Right. Um, so it's nice. It's nice when you're staying in a house with a bunch of guys, different form of entertainment. You're hanging with them, playing card games, playing dice games, um, just watching games, sports, TV shows. It's just much it's much more fun to come home to, especially if you don't play a great round of golf. Like, you know, people want you to do well, but they don't care about your bad round of golf. So you kind of just leave the golf at the golf course. And when you get to the house, it's kind of just fun and games and hanging with the guys. Definitely. Um, well, it's interesting when we look at your strengths, obviously putting is up there. You were third in shots gained uh, putting last year. And really in, in the six years you've been on tour, that's been, that's been a big strength. You've mentioned mindset really being the, one of the biggest keys, right? Like you really just have to have the right attitude and mindset. How, mm-hmm. how do you kind of foster that? Yeah, I think uh, it's something that I still, I still think I need to work on when I'm, when I'm very engaged and focused and very um, committed to the shot that I want to hit, that's when I play. I feel like that's when I play my best golf. Um, when I'm thinking about my swing too much, or I'm not, um, or I'm not maybe fully into each shot, or I'm not committed to each shot. That's that's when. Um, that's when to me. That's when you know we all we all have the ability. Um, to, to play really good golf and everyone hits it great. Um, to me, it's when you, when you really, um, get engaged with each shot and commit to each shot, I feel like is when I play my best and that's when I hit my best shots. Um, and my, my, my worst shots are when I'm uncommitted or unsure, um, about where I want to land it or where I want to hit it. Um, so, um, I think it's, it's hard to do all the time because we play so many tournaments and it requires a lot of energy and focus to, um, to do that on every shot. Sometimes it's easy to let your mind slip for a shot or two. Um, but I think just, I think just doing that and then, you know, totally trying to escape for in, in between shots, whether that's talking to your caddy, talking to one of your playing partners, um, just to kind of get away from it and then like kind of, it's almost like you're turning your brain on and off to, to hit each shot. Um, you want to be, you want to give you, 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 it's almost like you step into the office for 30 seconds to a minute, really give it your, that full attention and focus. You hit the shot 
and there's nothing you can do about it. So then kind of, kind of stepping out of the office, if you will, for till you hit your next shot, three or four minutes. Um, and I think I've done a good job with that um, for the most part, but I still think I could, I could do that a little better. Um, and then, you know, like I said, I, you know, I talked to Dr. Atella um, a decent amount and he's been, he's been great for me. Um, so talking to him and just, you know, having some of his key phrases or words um, in my head um, here and there. Um, he's been a, he's been a big help to me and um, he keeps it really simple and in front of me. And I like, you know, sometimes we, sometimes I know what he's going to say. I just want to talk to him. I feel better hopping off, you know, getting off the phone um, when I talk to him and, you know, he tells stories that are kind of simple and put it right in front of you. And, um, you know, puts it in a way that I maybe didn't think about, but, you know, is, is very simple. You know, a lot of times I'm like, yeah, I didn't really, you know, he explained something I'm like, yeah, you know, I didn't really think about it that way. Um, but that makes a lot of sense. So, um, just getting a little, you know, some nuggets here and here and there from him. Obviously he's worked with some of the best of the best with all, all sports. So, um, when I do feel like I'm not, you know, in that good spot on the golf course, um, talking to him usually, usually helps me and kind of locks me back in. Well, you were just mentioning, a you're going into the office, right. And out of the office, right. Um, mm-hmm. for you, you hit your second shot and, and now, you know, you got 20 feet for birdie when you have to go back into the office and think about that putt, like, like from the moment you're approaching the green to you've executed the putt, like what are you, what's going through Denny's, uh, process yeah for the most part you know we've played these places enough if i hit it to 20 feet and i can see the ball i i I know what the putt's gonna do pretty much already before we've even gotten up there um you know exactly how much it's gonna break right to left uh you you know say i say it's 20 feet and i know it's gonna be a downhill right to left you're breaking about a foot that might that might change you know that might be a foot and a half it might be half a foot but i know it's gonna be a downhill right to left or something and then from there, it's, it's like, I know what it's going to do. So I'm prepared so I can, it's not like I need to think about this downhill right to left 20 footer that I'm about to have. Um, but you know, I know, I know what this putt does. So I already, I'm already prepared for it walking up to the green. Um, so I think that, that, that helps when you like, when you've played all these places and you know, the putts you're going to have that way you're prepared going into it. You're not like, Oh man, this, this, this putt really swoops a lot left to right. Like, yeah, you should, you should know that for the most part, maybe it might be hard for, for rookies to like totally know the lay of the land, but you know, this is my, like you said, it's my seventh year. I know these, I know the greens pretty well by now. I've had enough tournament rounds on these places where our, I know what most putts are going to do. Um, and then from there, it's just kind of being an artist picking a spot that makes the most sen- sense to me between me and the whole Sometimes it's closer to me. Sometimes it's closer to the hole, but anything that stands out that I can kind of use as my aiming point is kind of how I like to think of it. Um, and then from there, it's just point and shoot, try and, uh, try and be as clear as possible on how you're trying to hit the putt um, and point and shoot. just like, just like kind of shooting a basketball. Um, so when I'm putting my best, that's kind of, that's literally what I'm doing. I'm picking a spot. I'm not overthinking it and I'm just rolling it near that spot, basically at that spot, high of that spot, low of that spot. Um, I try and, I try and make it as reactionary as possible. Um, and what I mean by that is like, 
you know, I'm going to just, this is what I've done. I'm committing to hitting this putt at this, at this ball mark or at this light colored spot that stands out to me. And that's similar to how I, you know, shooting a basketball, like I don't second get like, I don't second guess myself on, Oh, uh, Oh, I missed that one to the left. It was my elbow. No, I just react to it. And, you know, I know what to do for the, the next, like, I, I don't think I don't overanalyze how I missed that three pointer. You know, I just keep shooting. Um, and that's kind of how I try and be with putting also. Yeah. I love it. Uh, you obviously played basketball through high school. So a lot of, a lot of passion for that too. Um, bust up, just clear up and bust up some bad putting advice that we hear out there. Buzzwords that are like, Oh, come on. That actually doesn't, you know, what was your kind of approach when, when, when you hear bad advice? Like what, like what, what are some isms that, that, that we need to like not listen to? You don't, I don't, that's a good question. Um, you, you can putt so many different ways. Like I can stand wide open and take it back, you know, all jagged. But if my face comes through square every time that that's all that matters. Um, obviously it's going to be more difficult to match it up if you're taking it back all squat, you know, whatever, all, all goofy. Um, right. but I don't know uh, to me, it's all, it's all hand eye coordination and feel. And, and like, if you were just to take a ball and, and roll it, you know, with your hand, if you're just, if you just roll it, you're not going to like, you're not going to put any weird spin on it. Like I, I try and feel like I am basically hitting like a baby top spin forehand in like tennis or ping pong okay. with it. So like yeah, yeah. that gets the ball that picks the ball up and gets it rolling. I don't want to, I don't, it's not like I'm hitting a slice backhand. Um, like I don't want the ball to launch up with backspin. Um, it will actually kind of launch up, up off the ground. Um, but I'm trying to feel, I'm not like, you know, I'm not holding the putter and like whipping my right hand at it. It's, it's a little feel in, in the right, in the right hand. Um, but I feel like I'm kind of, I'm, I'm nice and connected. Um, I try and kind of, feel locked in engaged with my core almost. Um, hmm. and I'm, I'm really just trying to, I'm really just trying to swing it and get the ball to roll like a tight baby draw, basically just little, little top spin forehand. Um, and that's, that's the, as, as really as mechanical as, as I'll get, I like, I like my lines pretty square cause it's, it's easier to hit your line, your body, um, your, the putter naturally wants to swing down your body line, um, in my opinion. Hmm. Um, and you know, the guys at the Scotty studio, I've gone to the Scotty studio and they're, and they're big on that and they've, they've helped me some. Um, so being more open with your stance, you, you can, you can putt ju just fine that way. Um, I, I try and be pretty square and I try and hit a little baby top spin forehand. It might not be for everybody. For me, <laughs> it works. Um, like I said, it doesn't need to be, you don't need to be too mechanical. I, I try and get out of being too perfect with what my stroke looks like, how it strokes. Cause, cause my stroke's not perfect by any means. Um, uh, but I, I know how to get the ball in the hole. I, I, I know how I, I see the greens well, and I, I pick out spots well, and I'm, I'm good at being an artist instead of making it a, you know, making it a science. Um, so try and keep it as simple as possible. Like I said, point and shoot as reactionary as possible, pick a spot, let it fly. Um, once you hit it, there's nothing you can do about it afterwards. So make sure you commit to it going into it. 
For sure, for sure. Um, you said that you really try to in, in, engage with your core, right? As well, like what? How, how do we do that? Like how, how do we get that feeling? Yeah. So if you just if you you're about to hit a putt, your putter's down on the ground, basically lift it up off the ground, hover it behind the ball a little bit, and that'll naturally basically keep everything engaged. So if you were to stand there with the club and you put it down behind the ball, you can still engage with it on the ground for sure. But to help get the feel, if you just lift it up off the ground and hold it still, that'll, that'll naturally just engage everything a little bit. Um, so that's, that's a good way to, um, it's a good way to kind of keep everything like locked in engaged um everything else is kind of solid and tight and then i try and feel like my arms hands shoulders are are loose so while everything else is locked in um i'm able to just then just swing my arms and arms and shoulders basically um so it kind of you know i don't want i don't want my i don't want my arms i don't want my arms super tight and locked in i want them i want them to have some some freedom to move and rotate um but it helps for me at least to uh, feel like everything else is locked down and then i can just kind of swing swing that nice and nice and gently um and it still feels very free i, I don't want to i don't mean like hunker down and be like totally <laughs> locked in you you you'll, yeah. you'll know if if you guys are whoever's listening to this, when when they when you come out with this, I'm sure you're gonna try it too. When when we when we hop off, <laughs> All right. just just you get down. It, it's just a light sensation of once you hover the putter, you'll feel everything kind of like engage a little bit, and then just hover the putter and keep it hovered and just make a stroke with it. Ricky Fowler actually used used to do that. He used to hover the putter, and that's what his that's what he was doing when he was he went through a stage. Um, when he was hovering the putter and that's what he was trying to do basically when, when he was hovering the putter, he was trying to get everything like really engaged. And then he just swung, he just swung very lightly, gently. Um, and he's a great putter. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, it's, uh, it's a, it's a good little, uh, uh, it's a good little check reset for me to kind of come back to every now and then. For sure. Um, so Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, real quickly, speaking of Ricky, uh, I know you guys see each other all the time. Medalist down there in the same area. Um, what's a favorite? What's a favorite story with him from over the years? You know, during COVID, I played with him and JT and Tiger. I kind of crashed their group one day. Um, I had been playing, and those guys took a couple weeks off. Um, but I had been playing because I was bored, and golf was like one of the only things you could do. Um, so. I was just up there one day, kind of tired. I'd worked out that morning. I was just up there practicing. I didn't, most days I had games lined up. I just showed up there one day with no game lined up and JT and Ricky said that they were going to go play. And I was like, okay, I'll come, I'll play a couple holes with you guys. And then start hitting a few balls on the range and Tiger shows up and puts his bag down. And then I'm starting to put two and two together that they're playing with, we're playing with Tiger. Um, and then all of a sudden I went from being like really tired and lethargic and to like, I'm like wired, like, like really, really wired. I, I become really nervous. All of a sudden I've got so much adrenaline. Um, and we didn't really play a game that day. They, they, those guys hadn't been playing, but Tiger was Tiger had been playing. We all kind of just rode our own cart and, you know, played 18 holes in two, two and a half hours. Um, just a quick, easy round, but, 
Um, that was a, a pretty cool story. I've played a couple of practice rounds with Ricky here and there. He's, he's great. Um, he's, he's brought me out to, I don't, I actually don't play at medalist anymore, but I've seen him out there. Um, the times I have played since I left. Um, and he's brought me out to Grove 23 Jordan's place a time or two. And, um, he's, he's very nice. He's just a normal dude, likes to have fun, likes to play golf. Um, very easy to talk to. So he's, uh, he's a good dude. And Danny, uh, lastly, um, last question, uh, how hungry are you to get a, that first PGA tour win? Like how, how, how much, um, you know, does that fire you up? Yeah, I, I, I want it really bad. Uh, you know, I want to, I want to win. I mean, I feel like if I, you know, if I, you know, when I get that first win, then I feel like I can start knocking them off and get more comfortable in that situation. It's just, it's hard to do it that first time. Um, so if I just keep doing what I'm doing, um, stay patient, I, you know, there's, I, I don't want to get to a point where I, where I want it too bad, where it, it frustrates me. Um, you just gotta let it, I gotta let it come to me. I mean, I, I, I there's a fine line of letting it come to me and going out and getting it. Um, I want to try and be patient. Um, but if I keep doing the things that I'm doing, I know I'm, I know I'm getting better. Um, if I just keep trying to get better. Um, I'm going to put myself in that, in that situation to win, to win tournaments. And, you know, eventually I'll knock the door down and, and get one here soon. Good stuff, Danny. Hey, appreciate the time. Uh, thanks for jumping on the pod and good luck uh, with young marriage and, and this year coming up. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on Garrett. All right. That was a good visit with Danny McCarthy. Long visit there. I went about an hour, almost an hour. Uh, but great dude. Uh, he's always been very personable, very accessible. I've always thought he was kind of a breath of fresh air. Like when I see him at a tournament and, and chat with him for a few minutes, he just has a really good, upbeat attitude. He's always he's really hungry. You can tell he, he, he's fired up to play, but but he's got a great attitude as well. Very upbeat. And uh, Danny McCarthy for you. Hope it was a good chat for, from your perspective, guys, and uh, we'll catch up soon here on the podcast.